Hi everybody, this is Tara Lynn, and this is the last episode in our three-part series that I have with Robin Davis, where we talk about the internal voices that both sabotage our lives and also the sage powers that help our lives. Um, in the first two, the first one is episode 169, The Internal Voices That Sabotage Our Lives with Robin Davis, part one. And then the second part is in episode 171 with the same name, but part two. So this is the third episode. So if you haven't listened to those two, um, it's good to go to start with episode 169. However, this episode specifically can stand by itself. So if you'd rather not go back until after, you can totally do that. Um, Because in this episode, the first two episodes in this series, we talked about saboteurs that we have in our minds that um, really, well, they sabotage our lives, right? They make things hard for us. And then in this episode, we talk about the sage powers, which are the antidote to the saboteurs. So there's five of them. And Robin goes into depth how to use these, the, this part of our mind, the sage part of our mind. So this one can stand by itself, but I would highly recommend pairing it either before or after with episode 169 and 171 also. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. Hey everybody, this is Tara Lynn and I am here again with Robin Davis and we, I'm so happy to have her just hanging out with her, it's the best. We are going to do our third episode in our three-part series on saboteurs and sage powers. So if you have not heard the first two episodes that go to this, go back to episode 169 which talks about the voices, the internal voices in our heads that sabotage us and then the next, the part two is episode 171 and this one is 172. So if you haven't listened to those ones, those ones will be helpful. In those two, we talked about the saboteurs that are inside of our heads. They're voices that we listen to that make us not live our best lives. And we all have ones that resonate more with us, but being able to identify them is really key to making them not so loud. Otherwise, we operate under the system where we're just, we think that those thoughts are us, but they're not us. And we end up just living our lives always being sabotaged. And then today we're going to talk about five. So there's 10 of those saboteurs, but today we're talking about the antidote, which is the sage powers that all of us have. And Robin's going to walk us through how to activate those sage powers, how to use them and use them to make so that those saboteurs aren't so loud in our lives. And at least if they are loud, we can recognize them and use these sage powers to move past those and create the life that we want. And then also she's going to walk us through PQ reps, which stands for positive intelligence. 
And then reps is, you know, we're just practicing building our positive intelligence muscles. So she's going to walk us through several things we can do just on a daily basis to really increase our positive intelligence because, because just like anything it's practice, right? So she's going to enlighten us today with those things, the five stage powers, and then how to build our positive intelligence muscles. So Robin, thank you again for that was such a great introduction and recap. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. Well, can you tell us before we start what the five stage powers are just so that our listeners can hear their names and start to become familiar with them before we delve deep into them? Yes. And I love that you um, talked about the difference between the saboteurs and the sage. So the saboteurs exist in your, in a portion of your brain that your ego exists in and then I like to say the sage is your true essence Mm -hmm. it's your it's your um the part of you that is connected to your intuition the part of you that's connected to your knowing the part of you that's connected to the universal infinite powers of knowledge and creativity and imagination and potential and forgiveness and love and joy, mm-hmm. all of those, that is who we are. The sage is who you are. The saboteurs are outside of you. They're not the truth about you. They're conditioned and programmed ways of thinking and belief systems that were taught to you, mm-hmm. that were handed to you, and we mm-hmm. were programmed with those. So it's really fun to see that there's saboteurs that are speaking that aren't the truth of you but that the sage is your truth is your Mm -hmm. essence is your deepest knowing your deepest inner circuitry of peace and love and wisdom and so I love just differentiating that so when you talk about the saboteurs you want to name them you want to come up with your names for the judge and for any other accomplice saboteurs like the controller or the victim, you want to come up with names so that you don't identify with those. But the sage is your true essence. It's everything about you. Mm-hmm. And so I like to say that first. And the powers that the sage can we can activate on purpose are the first one is empathize. And that's a big one that counterbalances the big saboteur, the judge. So that mm-hmm. deep compassion and empathy towards yourself, mm-hmm. towards another person, towards the situation, whatever your judge is trying to seek problems and um, find fault with. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is called explore. So once you empathize with yourself or with another per- person, then you're free to feel better about not getting beat up. And then you have this amazing capacity to explore mm-hmm. the situation, to see what more is there that you haven't seen under that saboteur's mm-hmm. voice? Mm-hmm. And then the next one is once we explore, then we get to innovate. Like, oh, I can I can come up with something I've never even thought of before. How can I see this differently? Mm-hmm. What could I do differently? So we get to be creative and mastermind things and and grow in different concepts. Okay, how can I build on that? And then after that, we have navigate. And navigate is once you know 
what your true values are, then you can put that exploring and those innovative new ideas and you can find your North Star and now you can start to create a path toward that. Mm. So we're navigating towards that direction. And then from there, we activate. So that is like the most powerful stage thing that we can implement, kind of like you and I talked about Darth Vader and the Jedi Mm -hmm. mind. The Jedi is all about massive action and taking care of, in the moment, what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And so it's not ruled by fear. It's ruled by the reward at the other side, or Mm -hmm. it's guided through your intuition. It's guided through that deeper sense inside of you that thinking can't get you. Mm -hmm. Thinking is not our strongest strength. It's actually always limited. Mm -hmm. There's way more to us than thinking. Mm -hmm. And so some people call it getting to that flow state, right? Where you're just in that flow state. The saboteurs aren't online telling you how hard this is going to be, how inadequate you are, and you just flow, Mm -hmm. whether that's writing your book or playing that championship game or teaching and speaking in front of people. Like you drop into that flow and you just... These things come to you and you you speak in a way that you look back and go, how did I do that? Mm-hmm. That's because the sage was online. Mm-hmm. So that's the beautiful word. Those are the five activated powers. And we'll talk mm-hmm. more about those in detail. Right. So empathize, explore, innovate, navigate, activate. Oh, I love these. And these are all from the book Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Shamin. Shazim. Shamin. Yeah, Shirzad Shamin. Excellent. So this is built off of these principles, which, oh, they're so cool. Oh, my goodness. And you can look him up and you can geek out on him, um, his credentials, his his uh, successes. They kind of help mm-hmm. give more weight mm-hmm. to this these concepts. And and is he one of the places that you've gone through life coaching stuff Yeah, with? so he has a coaching certification. Because I know you have so many different certifications, <laughs> which I love so much, all the different education you have about life. But that's cool that he offers it too. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, he does. And um, yeah, so go visit him. He, I am so grateful for him. He's such a living example of moving from the saboteurs into a more sage presence. Mm-hmm. And when we do this, the, po- the whole idea of positive intelligence is if you, can, if you can command your brain to see the positive things in life, to go into that place of the silver lining of the gift that could be perceived in this experience and how to find this growth opportunity from here. Mm -hmm. If we can live in that way where we can command our brain to be more positive Mm -hmm. and you know, he mentions like, why can't you just like 50, 50, like, Mm -hmm. right? Like 50% of the time, but we have to understand we have such a strong survival mind, such a, it's the first responder. It's really loud. It feels really extreme, feels really important. Mm -hmm. And we have to understand that if we can do three to one, Mm -hmm. if I can balance that negativity with three times more positivity, then we actually could be more 50, 50. Mm, Interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. So that negativity is so heavy and is so overweighted and so inappropriate that we have to balance it with the, with more and more. How can I see this in a different way? Mm -hmm. How can I explore another, another way? What other innovative ideas and how can I actually apply these things? And what are my values? And does this thought align with my values? Is this Mm -hmm. getting me the results I want? Mm -hmm. And so when we can 
activate all of that positivity. And it's not, I always want to put a disclaimer, it's not covering up things that are mm-hmm. are inappropriate and are wrong. And it's not scooping them underneath a rug. It's not running away from them or numbing up to them. It actually is engaging and participating and fully present and in command Mm -hmm. and finding, you know, you can get success with a saboteur or a sage mindset. So it's not based on, do I, you know, do I control the situation or not? It's based on how do you want to get there? Mm -hmm. The saboteurs push Mm -hmm. through anger and through control and all those accomplished saboteurs are pushing And the sage pulls. It Mm -hmm. pulls through compassion. It pulls through creativity. It pulls Mm -hmm. through potential. It pulls through what's the reward on the other side. Mm -hmm. It pulls through how do I want to? How do I want to be the author of my book? When people say my name, how do I want them to feel? Mm -hmm. You know, because they don't always remember what you did or what you said, but they remember how they feel around you. And so, how do you want to represent yourself the best? Mm I'm so glad that you mentioned that you can get certain results through the saboteurs and through the sage powers. I'm so glad you said that because it's true. I mean, just take just take our bodies, for example. We can make our bodies look or act a certain way by using saboteurs all day long. Mm. And it's fear and it's hate sometimes. Mm. And it's awful. I mean, it feels terrible. Or you can have or you can be healthy and also do amazing things with your body from a place of love and your sage mind. And it feels totally different. And that's just one example. I'm just, bodies are just nice because they're really concrete things, but that applies to almost every other aspect in our lives. We can use the saboteurs to get certain results, or we can use the sage and one feels awful. And frankly, I actually don't think has great long-term results. Or we can use the sage powers, which feels better. We're aligned with who we want to be. And... In my personal experience, I think that that's actually what does give you long-term joy and contentment, not just like a, yeah, I'm going to race to this finish line and force myself to do something, and then as soon as it's over, who cares because my intrinsic motivation is gone because I was only motivated from the outside. So I'm so glad you mentioned that because it's an important distinction that you can get certain results by using either one, but choosing the sage every time. Your true self is, it feels so much better, and I think it's the way we can live wholeheartedly. And I'm also really glad you mentioned that this isn't just like tamping down or like, I'm going to think positively and just ignore all these negative thoughts because with saboteurs, to me, the difference is like, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, like putting a tape over the saboteur's mouth versus, which doesn't, I mean, it's still there and it's still like making squawking noises, right? And as we found, at least I, I have experienced this and I've read lots of books about this. When you tamp down like a feeling... It doesn't go away. Mm-mm. It just lodges somewhere and just stays there and festers. But it sounds to me like what you're saying is it's just seeing clearly that saboteur. Maybe even like you're bowing. You know what I mean? Like I'm fa- I always picture for me and like we're facing each other and I like put my hands up like I'm bowing to you. Like I see you. There you are. I might even hug you. What do I need to do that would make you get in the back seat? Because tamp- taping your mouth isn't working. But by seeing you automatically, there's so many times when I talk to my negative emotions or those saboteurs that you taught me about a few weeks ago, I started, you know, I started like engaging a little more and it's amazing. Once you say like, Oh, I see you. That's just the restless part of me talking. It's amazing. It just stops talking. Not because I put a tape over, not because I tamped it down just because I saw that it was that restless voice 
And it was sure enough, it was like, oh, you heard. Okay. <laughs> and it I stops. You know what I mean? It's, it's the difference between processing our emotions versus tamping them down. And it's a really important difference. So I'm really glad you brought that up. As we talk about these sage powers, we're not talking about tamping. We're not talking about muzzling things. We're talking about experiencing them, processing them, and then choosing these amazing sage powers to help us in that process. Exactly. So, I love that you mentioned that. Oh, such a good reiteration. So let's dive yeah. in. Let's dive in. Okay. So um, one of my favorite ways to think of the sage is that you recognize yourself as this magnificent, dynamic, ever-evolving force of nature. <laughs> that's mm. huge. That's Can you put that so, on like our mirror or something? Yes, that's who I am. <laughs> Instead of this little tiny egoic identity that the saboteurs pretend that I am. And the saboteurs are always lying to you. They are never the best choice to act from, ever. Mm. So when you said, I think you'd get more success from using your sage, yes, 100%. Not only will you build better relationships because you'll be treating people with much more kindness through the empathy power, but you'll also be someone who you can be proud of how you act. You feel better when you think better when you act better you're definitely it's like the math of the model if Mm -hmm. you remember our episode on the model if you Mm -hmm. want the result the way that the saboteurs are going to speak to you you're actually going to get the opposite result that the saboteur is telling you you're going to i want to control the situation that's the best thing to do Mm -hmm. but you're actually going to find that you have less control Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. If you are, if your victim is speaking to you, you're actually trying to get sympathy from other people, and you're actually not going to get as much sympathy. You're going to get people who like, I kind of give up because I don't know how I can help. Yeah. Because nothing seems to work. Yeah. Or the judge, you know, if the judge thinks, if I judge this situation, I'm going to find all the dangers here, and I'm going to be safer, and I'm going to be able to. Um, act in a way that's better for me. But we all know that it feels horrible when we judge ourselves. Mm-hmm. It feels horrible to judge another person. And it feels horrible to judge the situation always looking for problems. Yeah. But the sage has a much better answer. And so we can let people be who they are. We can be who we are. Everything is, everyone is innocent and their behavior doesn't define them. We get to explore more like, what was behind the scenes? What were they thinking? What was on their thought line? What were they feeling? And I can empathize with that. I felt that before. I've done that before. You know, mm-hmm. they do this as do I. And mm-hmm. it kind of just levels the playing field. Yeah. So the saboteurs will always lie to you. They will never get you what you think you want. They're going to get you the opposite. And you will have so much more success using the sage, activating the sage, embodying the sage, Mm -hmm. being that ever-evolving, dynamic, magnificent force of nature. Mm, It's beautiful. Mm. And I love how that works together with, I'll post a link to your original episode, but where Robin walks us through the the model from the life coach school. And I'm loving how they just, all this cool knowledge just fits together so well. So if you want, if that was resonating with you and you want to circle back to that, we'll post that link as well. But I love that. So you sold me on the sage powers. I'm in, I'm in. So let's dive down. How do we actually use, how do we go into that place of empathy? Is it just by 
imagining what is this person going through? Is it just trying to imagine what it is like to be somebody else? Like what, yeah. or with yourself? How do, how do we actually apply? Wouldn't it be so fun if we come up with something that a scenario, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but let's come up with a scenario. The last time you felt bad, either about something you did to somebody else um, or somebody did to you. And it doesn't have to be the most... I kind of um, warn people, you don't have to go into the most traumatic thing first. Mm -hmm. Start small. Start with something really small that you don't get triggered by, that doesn't have a trauma response from. Mm -hmm. Something that's like light and easy, right? Those PQ reps, like we get stronger as we, you know build our physical fitness starting with two pound dumbbells Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then we grow up to five pound dumbbells and then 10 pound dumbbells like so we want something that you know we can just try a little see how strong we are in this yeah so yeah i got it you got it perfect got it i got one perfect Um, yeah i'm not delving right down to the deep of the pain places so this is this is an easy one uh, I have one of my greatest weaknesses in my life. I don't know if that's how I should phrase it, but is punctuality. I am late often and it frustrates me because I mean, I even made it as like my goal for the whole last year and I barely even made a dent in it. Right. <laughs> Comes down to the same things, but, but, uh, an example of this that really, I actually felt really bad about my daughter. She was running, she runs track. And then she also was going to an advanced soaps class. And I had to pick up my kids from school, take them home, take some of them home, get a snack, come back, pick her up, take her to advanced soaps. And in order to do that, I came home, of course, like always, I thought I had more time because my son was like, I'm really hungry. I really want a snack. So I'm like, okay, go in, like made him a snack. By the time I got to her, she was still on time for the class. Like she was there before it started, but she had to change clothes and stuff. And she was feeling a little rushed. And she didn't want to feel rushed, right? And she was she was just like, and it's funny because when I talked to, to her about it later, she's like, Mommy, I was just really having a bad day. So sorry, I kind of lashed out at you there. Because I had fe- just yesterday, actually, I was like, so how are you feeling about that? Do you feel like I've been doing better? And she's like, well, I was actually just really lashing out. I, was, I had had a bad day at school. But regardless of that, she was upset that I wasn't as early as I wanted, that she was going to be there just barely on time. And she was like, she was really like, by you trying to make Parker happy, my son, by getting him a snack, she's like, now that's making me stressed and you can't make everybody happy, mom. Like you can't, you got to stop trying to make all of us happy. Like you just got to just <laughs> choose of like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like this is important. I had something. He can have a snack later. And I was feeling this feeling of like, when my kid's hungry though, like maybe I should have prepped a snack ahead of time, but I wasn't imagining him crying saying I'm hungry after school. So yeah, I totally did. And then sorry. And I came home and I actually just cried for like five minutes before I even went back in my house. Like I'm failing them. I made her feel rushed anyway. And it goes, the reason why it hurts so much is because I know I, I mean that time I, we weren't actually late, but I know that that is a weakness of mine and I don't want my kids. I don't want them to feel rushed and I don't want them to feel late. And even for school, like we're on time for school every day, but I know that there's that feeling of like, I just don't ever want my kids to feel rushed. I don't know. It's like a really, really strong desire for me. So it hurt really bad. So what I'm saying is, so that moment, the moment of, because I had chosen one thing, I ended up being almost late and causing my child to feel that feeling of rush, which I dislike so strongly. I was beating myself up bad. Like Mm. this is your job. Mm. Like this is your most important job of all the jobs you have. Mm. The voice in my head was saying, this is your job and you are not doing it. Like, who do you think you are for even 
I mean, what? How are you failing at this important part of your job? Mm. So that was what my voice was saying, and it was really painful. And how can you have the same problem for decades? Why is it still there? Like, how can you not get that? How can you not have fixed that by now? That's what my voice was saying. That was the voice. Wow. So what do we do with that? So good. So the first thing we do with that is we recognize the voice. You said that voice, my voice, is not you. Right. A sage would never ever react in this way or call out call you out on this or be frustrated with you that is what what saboteur is it the judge yeah judging yourself really harshly right like how could you do this and why decades and just picking on you and just bringing up all this past and bringing out like your most insecurities and probably how this has affected you and other people negatively and then going really deep like literally how could you even have opened up your womb to bring a child onto this planet like <laughs> yeah. who do you think you are do you see how harsh the judge is yeah and yeah. how uh, and it's funny if you if you okay so we have this recognition like aha i see the judge here like you were saying that's huge I feel terrible right now. That is my internal guidance system saying that's because your sage is not speaking for you right now. You have mm-hmm. been possessed and overtaken by the judge who is now commanding your brain. Mm-hmm. So right. just to see that already, it's you've distanced yourself. Like this isn't <laughs> yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's super fun to have a name, mm-hmm. right? I um, Mine is Maddie. Mm-hmm. because of an interchange I had with a woman named Maddie. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, there's Maddie again, just like really picking on me hardcore. Mm-hmm. So that recognition, first step, mm-hmm. right? Second step, okay, let's bring the sage online. Now, we haven't talked about PQ reps yet. I'm going to, let's go into more detail with them later so we can stay in the story. But a really nice way, because when you're getting really hard on yourself like that, it's really, and you're going deep into the past to find evidence to prove the judge right. Mm -hmm. When you're really heavy into it and it feels really awful, it's kind of hard to go into empathy. Yeah. Right? And so we'll use those PQ PQ reps if it gets really hard. Like, I can't feel better about this. Mm -hmm. People tell me, like, I'm stuck here. Like, no matter what you're saying to me, I just... Mm -hmm. It's a horrible thing I'm doing. It's a horrible person that I am. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk later if Mm -hmm. we need to pull those PQ reps in. Mm -hmm. It's a really quick Mm -hmm. way um, to get that shift. Yeah. Sometimes. And a way, and what you're saying, and we'll go into detail later, but really that's a way of coming into the present moment. Yes. Right? So. Yes. You're saying come in. PQ reps are at the present moment. So let's say, let's say we take three deep breaths, which is a PQ rep. Takes about 10 seconds to do three deep breaths. We do those three deep breaths, and already we're switching channels. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then the sage would come on, and we, the first thing I always like to, the heavy hitter to the judge is empathy. Having deep empathy. Deep empathy, let's start with you. Mm-hmm. Deep empathy for you. So if you had this sage coming to you and speaking instead, kind of like, okay, judge, let's, that wasn't helpful. <laughs> 
And if we keep going down this path, it actually doesn't create change or better result line. It actually cements you into that identity, mm. into that role. Yeah. Right? That's who you are. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we think that that frustration will motivate change. It doesn't. It somehow just really grounds us yeah. in that. Paralyzes It's you like almost. labels you and then you can't be different. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how would you have empathy for yourself? If you were talking to your best friend who just told you this story, what would you say to her? Mm-hmm. I would say you had good intentions <laughs> and your intentions, well, it's actually, well, the positive and the dense side is always that you think you can fit in more things. <laughs> But those things this time were motivated by love. And so that's a positive. And I would also say that I'm glad that you care about your children's emotions enough to be looking at this and caring about it and not just ignoring and saying, hey, I'm doing my best, you know, whatever. Who cares if you're feeling a little rushed? So I'd say I admire that you're feeling, that you're you're really engaged with your children's feeling enough that you that you care how they're feeling. And then I would also say that you're a human and Mm. you're not perfect. So even if you live with this weakness, this flaw, your whole life, it's not the end of the world. However, that being said, then I'd probably also say something like, but nobody's stuck in one role forever and you can change it. Mm. It's just a matter of finding the right tools, the right habits, the right whatever. So Mm. don't, don't feel like you're stuck there forever. I think that's what I'd say. And that brings us to that. It's like a, it's like an add on to the empathize is how can you find a gift in this whole experience? What is the opportunity for growth here? Tell me. Mm, The opportunity for growth could be, well, first, as I was saying that, I think there is power in recognizing, accepting yourself where you are. Like there is something beautiful about that. Like if this never changes, can I still accept and find worth in who I am? Yes. It almost gives you permission to then go forward and change. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, even if this is how it is forever, and I think that works in relationships too, right? Like, even if this never changes, can I still love you completely? And then from that place, whether things change or not, it's like this beautiful place of freedom, right? So I think love that. that is a gift. And the second gift is if you feel the feeling strong enough, I think that you actually can make beautiful changes that last. So that could be another gift from it. I love that. That's beautiful. And so then let's move on to, and the empathize, the power game of the empathy is visualize the child. Mm. So visualizing the child within, right? Like what does this child within now that it's been scolded and put down and nitpicked and judged harshly and completely inappropriately. What does the child within need? Because that was very rational and that was beautiful and makes sense. But also can you offer that child within that beautiful little precious innocent child who had just the best intentions in all the world and is like one of the most amazing mothers and cares deeply. What does she need to hear from you? Well, first she need a hug. (laughs) Even if it's just metaphorically. And that your efforts are enough, even when they're not perfect. Mm. Yeah, so much love, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Like we're tearing up here. Yeah, we're crying. <laughs> we're crying here. That's the beautiful thing about empathizing with a child is it does it goes way more than concepts. It goes deep to the heart. Like mm. there's so much healing happens there. Yeah. And you know, images came up came into my mind was when my five year old draws me pictures. I mean, they're so darling and not perfect. And I put them on the fridge, mm. right? Because that's all we're doing in this life is we're all just trying. So we can just put our efforts on the fridge, you know, because, yeah, I'm not five, but in the scheme of things, I still have plenty of progression, right? You know what I mean? So that's the image that just came to my mind as we're sitting here crying about it, that I think that's, I think sometimes we think we're adults and so our efforts should be perfect. Mm. Even though we know it's not true, we still think it. We still like subconsciously think, well, this isn't, this is not enough. Right. But they're just drawings that were, and it's okay. Like, it's okay. Just like I love when my, or my son tries so hard to sweep the floor and he misses a whole corner. I still admire, <laughs> I'm still grateful for the part that he swept. You know what I mean? So yes. I love that. Okay. Beautiful. I'm loving it. And what I love about that too, is you can start to see, you can start to unwind yourself from this situation of being such a villain <laughs> because even your daughter said, this wasn't about you. I had a really bad day, but even you still like that didn't take you off the hook. Like her feelings were still on you. Right. And so it just a little bit more, you can unwind from that judge's Mm -hmm. grasp. And so catching ourselves when we say we think, we don't think that the judge offers it as much as you can ask. Like the judge thought that Mm -hmm. the judge said that Mm -hmm. the judge said The judge said, the judge said, I didn't Mm. say, I'm the sage. I would never say that. Mm. So the more and more we start to communicate, even the stories we have, don't say we are hard on ourselves or I'm hard on myself. No, the judge that's outside of us, that was taught to us, Mm -hmm. is hard on us. Mm -hmm. Never own that. It's not Mm. personal ever about you. Mm. I love that. Right? I love that. And that example of my daughter is also perfect because... Some of it was about me, but some of it was not about me. And that's a good example also of feeling empathy for, I mean, her when she told me later what had happened during her day and why it was stressful. I mean, how many interactions do we have like that that requires empathy for the person as well, right? And that's the next place we go is empathizing with her, Mm -hmm. but not as the victim, but as, oh, having more of the full picture. Mm -hmm. So how can you empathize with her? Just witnessing her. That's for me, uh, for me, my tools for that is identifying what feelings she's feeling, whether asking her directly or noticing like you're feeling anger, you're feeling frustrated. It sounds like you're also feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. Like just for me, just seeing what it is she's feeling. This actually literally just happened with my son yesterday. (laughs) My seven, no, he just turned eight. It was two days ago. And he was having a meltdown before ski team. And my initial thought was, this isn't working, like, just go. But it was, it literally was just over and over asking him, what are you feeling? How does it feel? Why? Like those kind of questions. He ended up going after probably, I don't know, probably 10 minutes of talking. He ended up going into something that had happened at school yesterday that was really weighing on him, that was really devastating for him. So it wasn't even about ski team. I know we're going to a different example here, but I'm saying it's a good example of just the empathy. Again, and I'm not sure if this is the 
if you have more tools to tap into empathy, I want to hear them. But one of them is either seeing what are they feeling, what are they experiencing, and just trying that, or asking them directly, what are you, what are you feeling, and why? What are you feeling? Why? It's amazing how if you do that with an open heart, I feel mm. like. I mean, he just like went deeper and deeper and deeper yes. until the core came out, which was something that happened at recess. The day before, right? right? And once we identified that, I was like, oh my gosh, this, and he, I was like, how do you feel now? And he's like, I feel light. And I feel, you know what I mean? He was done with the, it, we had to go through, it was actually three different levels. One thing he was sad about was his sister. Second thing he was sad about was something with the bathroom. Third thing, ski team. Final thing was, oh, it was yesterday at recess. This thing that was really hard wow. for him. He didn't even want to tell me because he thought I'd, you know, be upset or whatever. But we got there, right? By just asking, what are you feeling? So do you have any other tips? And first of all, is that a tip to get into yeah, empathy? No, I love that. Yes, I love that. What are you feeling? And the only add-on I would make is, what do you need? Oh, ooh. What are you feeling and what do you need? What are you feeling and what do you need? Yeah. And I love how you go deeper and deeper and deeper. And I've done that with my kids and had the same thing happen with one of my daughters. And I just literally kept asking that for like over an hour. And what I love that you're doing with your empathy power is you're just listening. You're not taking it on. Mm -hmm. You're not making it about you. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as you're the villain and she's the victim, now no one's listening to her. Mm -hmm. We don't know what's going on with her because you're in too much pain. Yeah. Judging yourself. The judge is completely taking you out of the moment. Yeah. You can't witness your daughter. It's taking up all your vitality and energy and spending it there instead mm -hmm. of focusing it on listening and empathizing. Oh, I can understand why you're this frustrated and how are you feeling and what do you need? How are you feeling and what do you need? And then, you know, days later she told you I was just having a bad day. But, you know, that's where it always comes from. People who are upset at you, it's never about you. It's about something else, but you can't get to the bottom of that if you're taking it personally. Yeah. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you are looking for a great gift for yourself or somebody that you care about, consider getting them a Find the Magic journal. It is a journal that each of us use daily that helps us with questions in the morning that it asks you and that you do a little bit of journaling to help you focus on what's important for the day and really make steps each day towards your goals. And then it also has a section to plan out your day so that things don't slip away from you and there's even a section for you to reflect at the end of the day and I have found that as I've used it it's been so powerful for me in really living my life in an intentional way so if you'd like a journal just go to findthemagic.co and click on the top link that says FTM Journal. So again, that's findthemagic.co and just click on FTM Journal. Thanks so much. What if the thing they need is something that you are working on, but you know you can't 
with honesty say, yes, I will never do that again. Then it's a beautiful say, you just say question. That? I love that you said that because what they need is not on you. Hmm. So Ever, she said, I need you to never be late again in your life. What would I say? That's her need. And there's ways that she has to also help fulfill her needs. So you could say, let's come up with a plan. How can you help me with that? What do you see that could help? What do you, what could you do as well? Like not even like putting it on her, but what do we do to supply those needs? And we meaning I'll try to do my part. What is your part to play? Mm-hmm. And express my desire and maybe my plan. Yeah. But also with, with the knowledge that I might not be perfect all the time. Exactly. And just because they I have needs doesn't mean it's your demand or obligation. And because every person can fulfill their needs, especially the older they get, right? Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. She does need you to, you know, maybe we, it, and we'll go into more of these powers here, which is going to be super fun. Um, but maybe there's some type of, she can take on more as well. Mm-hmm. And this works in every relationship. As you're saying this, I'm thinking of all the things that even with our spouse, that it's like, I know that you would like it. And I would like it if these two things just changed permanently, <laughs> but they probably won't. <laughs> So how can we see that need? How can we still show that it's important to us without requiring perfection, knowing that it's yeah. a lifetime of working towards something? Right. Okay, I like this. Okay. And we can go right into the explore power next. So that's the next one? Explore? Yeah. Okay. So once we have empathy, we clear up all this emotional space of not being beat up. Now we can like explore what are the different options here? What actually did happen, <laughs> right? We go back to the facts, which I'd really like to go back to the facts with you. You weren't even late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Of course, we would never like to be rushed, right? But you weren't even late, but you haven't acknowledged that at, hardly at all. It's just mm-hmm. been passed over. Like, mm-hmm. I got yeah. her there on time. Yeah. I have, like, transcended. Yeah. I'm not even the same person. <laughs> I wasn't even late. But it's that rushed feeling. Yeah, I feel like with my kids' stuff, well, still with other things, I'm still late too. But with my kids' stuff, yes, I feel like they are almost always on time. But it's that rush feeling that I feel like is the thing that, yeah, if we feel that rush feeling, I feel like I failed completely because we felt the rushed feeling. And, and the judge is saying, own. the judge is saying, if there's a rush feeling, I failed completely. Do you see that? Yeah. Yes. Do you see how extreme and inappropriate <laughs> that is? Yes. And I know where it came from. I can trace it all the way back to my oh, childhood, yeah. right? Right. Because I was slow. My mom is a very punctual person, but I am just this like wandering around like, and if you know me, that I mean, I I have a tendency to like, where's my shoes? I don't know, you know. And so, and but it was one of her strengths. Being on time was one of her strengths. So even though I know where it came from, the feeling like the desire not to be rushed. Yeah, I'm clearly I'm taking it to a way extreme. If my children ever feel rushed, then I have failed them as a mother. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but it comes from a place of I also don't want to ignore it because I do want them to feel relaxed. And that's where the judge you know? lies to you. The judge mm-hmm. thinks if you judge yourself, then you'll be hypersensitive and you'll change. Has that worked so far? No. No, not. not at all, right? <laughs> it's just, it's because it stops there. It stops at the label and it stops at the frustration. And it doesn't, exploring opens that up. Like, let's mm. explore what's really happened. And okay. I like explore to go to the facts. Let's go to the circumstance line in the model and state the facts. And then from that place, it's really so much easier to wrap your brain on. 
exploring what really happened. So the explore to me is what were the facts of what happened? Tell me. I came to pick her up seven minutes before her class started instead of 15 minutes before. The standard was 15 minutes before, seven is what I got. Let's just stick with the simple facts. I came and picked her up seven minutes before class started. Yes, yes. She arrived at class two minutes before it started. Yeah. The facts are you were not late. Yes. Okay. The facts are you were early. Yes. The story is she was rushed. And what you're making that mean is if somebody's rushed, I've failed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty intense, mm-hmm. right? Rushing is a feeling. It's an interpretation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're interpreting that rushing is a bad thing, mm-hmm. that there's a problem with rushing. Mm-hmm. And also, rushing is a mentality. You don't have to feel rushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It can feel actually exciting. <laughs> it can be energizing. Mm-hmm. It can be activating. Mm-hmm. It can okay. spike your attention. Right? It doesn't have to be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. All these are so optional. Mm-hmm. Every way that you've seen it is optional because the facts are the facts. Okay. And like so that. exploring the facts of the situation really, to me, is one of the strongest powers of the sage. Mm-hmm. Okay. So exploring is stating the facts from a curious space. Yes. Okay. But literally, truly, what are the facts? Mm-hmm. Like. This is not this is not the drama and the story that that we're presenting. Mm. Never is the facts of life are always kinder than the saboteurs are going to tell the story about. Mm-hmm. Yes, reality as Byron Katie would say, reality is often kinder always than our stories. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mm, I like that. Okay, so we've explored and that leads us into that just leads us right next to the that next power. That leads right next into the next power, innovate. Okay, so here we are. We've explored the facts. We've gotten more appropriate, right? Mm-hmm. We've explored how your daughter feels. We've explored through empathy how to how to feel better. So now innovate is the power game of or the power game of explore is that fascinated anthropologist, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're searching for the facts as we're digging things up. We're not trying to tell the story. Mm-hmm. We're trying to let the facts tell the facts, Mm. right? So we're not making up stuff. Like researchers are trying to be really careful about making their experiments very non-biased, very factual. So that's that fascinated anthropologist. Mm, So now we go into innovate. Innovate is the yes and game. So this is where we get really fun. We get to create solutions here. This is the gift of this situation. Okay, so let's innovate here. So let's start with this one now. My favorite thing about innovation is as soon as you judge your idea, we shut down innovation. Hmm. Have you ever seen that like where you're in a, hmm. in a group, maybe with your family mm-hmm. or maybe in the boardroom or maybe at church or whatever, and someone says something and, you, and then someone shuts them down. Like, yeah. I disagree with that. Yeah. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. No. But they use these words and then that person, they just pull back totally, and they're not yes. going to contribute again because it's not yes. safe. That's why in brainstorming sessions, my, I mean, me and my husband joke about it, but it's always now like, remember, no judgment of brainstorming. Like you got to be, you have to be able to feel safe throwing stuff out or else it does just shut down the creative process completely. Yeah. yeah. So the Ooh, creative okay. process is 
Let's create. There are no boundaries or borders. There are no rights and wrongs. There are no likes and dislikes. There are no agrees and disagrees. This is how do we get our brain to come up with creativity? How do we open it up and tap into that infinite field of possibilities? If If I told you, well, when it comes to your daughter and you, you have three choices. You have unlimited amounts of options mm. and potential ideas. So let's tap into 10 of them. Let's come up. That might take some time. Let's come up with five <laughs> ideas. And I want us to be playful and fun with this and be a little radical, right? But I also, because I want us to get out of the idea of judging it and the radical idea, who knows what could it could what other idea it could inspire, Right, So just throw them out there. So the way we play the yes and game is I'm going to come up with a solution. I'm going to come up with an idea. You're going to say, you're never going to say, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. You're going to say, and let's say you hate it. Let's say it's the worst idea ever. There's always 10% of an idea that you can find that you would like. I'm talking as extreme as extreme. You can find 10% that you can say, What I like about that idea is, you don't have to agree, you don't have to say, I like the whole idea, and I like to get in the practice, what I like about that idea, because it's honest and it's authentic, Mm -hmm. and then you have to open your mind and find something that you like. Mm -hmm. Okay, what if you, when she was frustrated with you and said, mom, you have to, you just have to choose, you can't make everyone happy all the time, what if you said, well, this time... I chose to make your brother happy, and I don't give a crap about how you feel. (laughs) I'm going hard. Mm. It's an idea. What I like about that is that it helps her have empathy for her brother, knowing that there's also other people in the family who have needs. And then add on to that, and and then you come up with an idea. A new idea. Oh, okay. Um, And I could take all of my children with me to pick her up and drop her off early, extra early, and then go home and have a snack and he'd only be five minutes past his snack time and make and make everybody happy. What I like about that idea is that everyone's together, you're with everybody, and they see the they're kind of learning how to prioritize, like let's get the most important need fit first and then have plenty of time to meet everyone else's needs. Um, also, like you said, if if it's five minutes later than his snack, what if you always have like a little a little deli in your bag of snack options that could tide him over till you get home? What I like about that is it's totally doable because I already have packing snacks for Lydia because She's going from one physical thing to the next. So I'm already putting snacks in my bag to get her through. So that would be so easy. So I like about that. What I like about that is I'm pretty much already doing it. And I'm already going to pick up my kids from school anyway. So this is actually no more work for me. (laughs) None of these ideas. I'm really liking that. So should I add on? And? And another idea is to forget driving her altogether and really... I do a lot of the driving in general, so I I could reach out and see if I could. There's one other mom that on that day specifically, because this this happens every week, right? Like their week schedule is the same. So if that is a continual issue and I haven't liked those other ideas, then I could easily just ask for help from that other mom and have her be the one who picks up from track and goes to advanced silks. 
What I like about that idea is that you're not having to do everything. Like delegating is such a powerful way to like make sure everyone's needs are getting met because you're only one person. And to add on to that, to make her more accountable for her being on time, what if her outfit that day was something she could wear to silks or wear underneath her clothes, like Mm -hmm. some leggings and a tank top that she can just put like a cute skirt on Mm -hmm. or a jacket on. And so voila, as soon as she gets Mm -hmm. dropped off, Mm -hmm. she's already ready to go. And that kind of puts it on her. Like, what am I going to wear today so that I am not rushing? So it's not your problem. It's something that she can take on and make a solution for herself. I, I know. I know we've got to our five. I think we're at five. But I, I love that. I, the thing I like about that is that we are, we are helping teach accountability. And to add on to that, that whole problem would have been solved had she just changed at school. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Instead of waiting for me. Because it was the changing that made it stressful. So... Again, great. These are great options. Yes. Let's come up with a lot of great ideas. Isn't that so fun? And it's fun? making me feel free and kind of excited. And I want to try this out with my kids when we have these kinds of things come up because I'm sure she could have come up with five other things. Yes. Oh, that's so fun. And then you that's teach your game. kids, like, there's no need to spend time finding fault and blame. Like, what if we take all of that energy and we just start to play mm-hmm. the yes and game? Oh, I like it. Yeah. Okay, that's a fun game. So that was our innovate power. Then okay. from innovate, we go to navigate. So navigate is the power game to navigate is flash forward. So in this situation, if we could play it all over again, like I'm going to flash forward and we're going to do this differently. How would I have wanted to show up? What would I have wanted to do differently? Oh, what is my value? What is my North Star? What What are my values and how do I find the path to that? So now we've come up with a plan. We've come up with several plans. Which one do you like the best? Give me one or two. And how do we actually, how do we actually navigate that? Are you saying navigating is looking forward or are you saying navigating is the replaying backwards? So or both. You could do both. Like if I'm in this situation now, so say let's start over. Let's say you're with your son, he wants a snack. You think you have more time than you do. If we were going to do this and flash forward, here I am in this situation again, because you're gonna find yourself in this situation right, again. Right. Maybe different players. What are you going to do? From here, hmm. what's the flash forward? Like, here I'm in this situation. I'm going to flash forward <laughs> yeah, okay. Got a it. few minutes, and I'm going to see it. how this is all going to work out. Got it. Okay, I like that. Okay. As I flash forward, what is the best result? What is the best hmm. case scenario? Hmm. So I know now how to go because yeah. in the moment, you're just going to do these lickety-snap decisions. Yeah. Okay. But if we can take a moment, take a breath and pause and that. flash forward, how is this all going to work out if I do this, run in the house, make a snack? Yeah. Okay, but like my that. actual value is I don't want to feel rushed. I don't want my children to feel rushed. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. How do we actually attain that? Mm, I like this. And we ha- so the thing I like about this idea is... First of all, we talked about this a little bit about the concept of replaying. We've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but in our previous conversation we did. And just so you know, I've been practicing it because I practiced it on my kids for years, but I've been practicing it on myself lately, mm. going back to actual things that have upset me years ago. 
and I go back and I replay them in my mind what I would have liked to see happen. And it's amazing. It's incredible. So I feel like we're kind of tapping into that energy right now yes, and I'm loving it. I love that. So, okay. Of all those ideas, my favorite one is just pick her up with the snack. Every, like everybody gets snacks to get them through. She's early to class. That's my favorite of all the plans. So to navigate that, what that would look like if I'm flashing forward, it would just be in that moment. It would be when I pick him up from school, my other kids from school. That is when I would say, look what I have for you. Ta-da. <laughs> We're going to go get Lydia now. And Mom of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody would have even thought twice about it. It honestly wasn't until we got home, we walk inside that he starts, you know, like, oh, I'm so- wait, you're leaving right now. Hold on. I'm so angry, you know. So that would be my navigating. That would be the practices. I show up Perfect. to school. I have the thing to get them through the rest of the day, you know. Right. So then the next power is activate. First thing about activating is preempting the saboteurs. So you can see, okay, next time I'm in this situation where I'm, <laughs> you weren't even late, but the next time I judge myself, I'm the next time this situation comes up, I know the saboteurs are going to beat the crap out of me. Next time I make a mistake, quote unquote, I don't even think you made a mistake, Right. I'm going to preempt. I see where this comes up for me. I see how I've labeled myself. I see how I've judged myself. The next time I'm actually late, because that's an example of, I mean, it's full blown. Like there are people who are upset every time I'm late. There's somebody who's upset. Yes. So that's easy for me to imagine because it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Okay. So you're saying next time I'm late, I feel that feeling. Mm -hmm. I am a failure. How can I not get this under control? Why have I not fixed this by now? And I'm sad because I've heard other people, like people are sad, people are mad, whatever. So you're saying that's this activate part? I'm going to, yeah, activate is preempting that. Like, I know this is going to show up for me. I know the judge is going to start to scold me and put me down and make me feel less than. Mm. And I'm going to recognize that right away. And I'm going to just, I'm going to just flip it like a pancake. Mm. And I'm going to go through this whole process again because I've learned a lot. Like, I'm going to learn, okay. So how can I, what were the facts? Let's explore what actually yeah. really happened. And then let's innovate. What's another possibility? What can, what else could I do? What can I create mm. from this situation? And then I'm going to navigate. How does this all line up with my values? And what does this plan look like? And which is the best one to go down? Mm-hmm. And then activate is also do the thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's so easy to say, this is what I'm going to do next time. But the activate power is I'm actually going to follow through and do the thing. Say it was, I'm going to find a carpool, but then you never call the person, mm-hmm. right? Like, no, that actually is the best plan for me. And I'm going to, I'm going to remind myself to call her today. I'm going to mm-hmm. put a little note, like right now. I'm going to do it at five o'clock. Yeah. At five o'clock. I'm going to call yeah. that mom. So Ooh, the like activate that. is massive action plus Always on your toes, uh, intercepting those saboteurs. Yeah. Oh, I like it. And you're creating those, as you're saying that, I can just feel it's a neural pathway situation. So every time I see mm-hmm. that now, it's going to be like, yes, that's the judge. Okay. I know now the next step, but I'm just going to start doing that over and over and over and think how much things would improve. This is brilliant. And I'm actually getting so excited about the specific situation because I'm picturing if we had that extra, it'd give us an extra 20 minutes. And you know how I don't like to be rushed. Guess what? We could even, I like to eat on the roof of my Jeep with my kids. We could go to the junior high while we wait for Lydia because she won't be out yet. And we can eat our snacks up there because I also don't like eating in the car. I'm kind of weirdo about it. Like I don't like feeling rushed. Well, he, clearly this is a thing for me now that I'm saying it out loud. I don't like being rushed when I do anything. <laughs> 
But especially when I eat. Right. So it doesn't have it's to be just I'm, I'm not just tossing stuff at my children in the car like eat this. We can actually turn it into have this an beautiful experience. like we go, we park at the junior high. Now we have an extra twenty minutes because we're not driving home. And we actually enjoy this beautiful connecting time. I mean, I'm like pumped. But I'm <laughs> but the thing I'm loving is you're saying the activate is doing the massive action, keeping the appointments with ourselves when we say we're gonna do something and intercepting those so when I now when I am late and somebody's feelings are hurt I can I can I can hear that but then I can jump right into oh there you are let's jump I into see you. exploring seeing the system. yeah oh I love it I oh know you judge you're going to take this and make me a complete failure and I'm worthless and the poor person is so inconvenienced and you're gonna take this facts of the situation and you're going to overblow it and make it way bigger than it has to be. I see you. Yeah. I see how you're doing this to me yeah. all the time. And it's not going to help me and be more punctual. And it doesn't help. It actually is oh, just, yes. I feel my feet cemented in this identity yeah. and I can't move out of it because oh you just keep scolding me and reiterating it into mm. me. And then we get a recycle, just replay that whole thing. So I'm going to have empathize for myself. I'm going to explore what the facts actually were. I'm going to have empathy for them. I'm going to see that everything they think and feel about me has nothing to do with me. I'm just going to stay accountable to my part. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to innovate. I'm going to come up, I'm going to open my mind to all. And like you were, I love how you tied that into replaying it over and over again. You could replay that and put that new neural pathway down as if in your imagination, it was actually another dress rehearsal. You do it over again. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to always, and I always like to go back to my values, right? Like, are my values people pleasing? Are my values like, what am I doing these things for? Am I trying to impress people? Am I, am I not giving myself enough space and time? Like what, what are my values? And I'm going to line up all my choices that I've just come up with, that I've just created all these potentials, which ones fall right into my values and the person I want to be. Mm. And then I'm just going to activate. I'm just massive action. I'm going to go for it. And I'm never going to stop working on my new version 2.0 of me being on time. But what will really help too, what I, I'm throwing this in there for fun, part of I think activate is to recognize when you are successful. Because mm. you didn't even recognize that you were on time. Mm. Right? That you're not even seeing it because you're so used to, if I'm not late, then I'm rushing everyone. I'm only two minutes early, right? Like to really give yourself the credit when you deserve it. Mm -hmm. Because why are we so inappropriate in judging ourselves, but we're so lacking celebrating ourselves, getting our, giving ourselves a pat on the back, acknowledging what an amazing, beautiful mom you are and how dedicated you are to your children why can't we give that they why can't we like go crazy on that mm -hmm. that's yeah. what the sage would do that's what your best friend would do for you yeah i like that i love it okay well i'm feeling i'm feeling liberated now <laughs> so with the couple minutes we have left could you just walk us through then i feel really like i'm understanding this how to apply I like actually, I don't think I realized this before when we were talking about the sages. I thought they were all going to be like separate identities, but it's really a process. You're activating all five every time. Yeah. And sometimes whatever is appropriate. Like in an emergency situation, apply activate. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You don't have to go into lots of contemplation. Yeah. Any of these powers can stand alone. 
empathize just as you're listening to people. Yeah. Just empathize with them. Yeah. As you're as you're feeling this self-judgment and self-loathing and you're beating yourself up. Visualize the child, the child within you. When you were a four-year-old, if you don't if you can't pull up that love, then visualize another child that you did so well with your own children. Visualize a puppy. Mm-hmm. Visualize how would you treat that child mm-hmm. and and do that, yeah, right? I love it. Any of these you can be on their own, but I think it's fun to play. They do kind of build on each other and yeah. support each other, yeah. which is really That's fun fun. fun too. That's so fun. Okay, well, I'm loving it. Can you, with our last couple of minutes, can you just kind of read us through a list of, so we know now how to apply these powers. Let's just talk about positive intelligence and how to just literally increase our ability to access that that higher self by increasing our positive intelligence through PQ reps. Yes. So can you maybe just take a minute or two, maybe list us out some some things that we can do to help us get stronger. So and P- do these every day. These are habit things. I would actually yeah. recommend because I've heard her talk about many of these. A lot of them a lot of them are things that we already have talked about on this podcast. I would say maybe listen, choose one of these. I mean, write them all down, but then choose one to practice for, you know, 21 days. Just practice just that one over and over. Tell us just like this locked in habit. I think sometimes same thing with workouts. We try to implement like 50 different things and it would serve us so much better if we just chose, choose the one that resonates with you and practice it. So maybe give us some tips there. Okay. So, um, to build PQ muscles, we want to shift our attention from thinking to our body, to the present moment. And we have all these senses in our body that we can utilize the sense of touch, the sense of smell, the sense of what you hear, what you see, the sense of, did I miss one? Touch, smell, smell, see, hear, feel, taste, taste. So we have all these senses And so at any moment, one of my favorite ones to go to, because I'm a yoga instructor and I do meditation, is breath. Mm. Breath, that sense of breathing, the sensation of the breath coming into my nose, how it's cool Mm -hmm. as it's coming in and bringing it down into my belly and feeling the back of my rib cage Mm. expand because like usually we're in the front side of our body, the back side of my body, the rib cage expanding, my low back expanding. So the rib cage broadening and the diaphragm taking the breath in and even down into my belly, Mm -hmm. like my belly is this helium balloon and I'm feeling it all the way up slow and steady. And then I let my breath like that helium balloon deflate just a little bit at a time. And I like to add sound to that breath because that's just one more sense that I can tune into and that sound is like that oceanic wave Mm -hmm. and that exhale I like to push it out like you would bellows like you're stoking a flame like you open the bellows wide slow and even not but slowly and then as you exhale the bellows go so slow that by the end of the close of the bellows the exhale is as strong as at the beginning of the exhale so it doesn't peter out Mm -hmm. and I like to I like to use my breath as often as I can if I'm ever tense if I'm stressed if I'm in fear if I'm in panic my restless right Mm -hmm. when those come in I just like to take it takes 10 seconds to do a nice deep breath and we do this 
you've done this with me in yoga where I try to play this game of how few of breaths can you take in one minute? And some people can do like two and three breaths. In our natural breath, we do 12 breaths in a minute. And I love that purposeful because I can't think of anything else while I'm breathing so slow to only have three breaths in one minute. I can't concentrate on anything else. And that's the whole idea is to concentrate on one thing and one thing only with all of your attention, with all of your focus, laser beam focus on that one thing only. Maybe, you know, they have those meditation beads so that you can hold on to the bead. You have something to touch and roll in your finger. Maybe it's, um, and we've talked about this through eating, how to eat mindfully to Look at your food and how beautiful it is, the colors and the textures and the shapes, and then to smell the food and take in that part of the pleasure, Mm -hmm. and then to put the food in your mouth and really like, what is your tongue experiencing? What is the roof of your mouth experiencing? What are the different flavors, the different textures, whether it's crunchy or smooth, and really get into it and celebrate what it is going on. Say it's something you're hearing. What do you hear in the background? What's the farthest thing that you can hear? What's the closest thing you can hear? Can you hear your heartbeat? And then so on and so forth. So using every sense to put yourself so present in the moment because in the present moment is when you are fully in sage. Mm-hmm. That is when you have access to your highest faculties. That is when you have access to your deepest wisdom. That is when you can run the deepest peace circuitry of your being. That is when you will come up with something you've never even thought of before. Mm-hmm. That is when your highest self shows up just intuitively, authentically. So that's the idea is taking a break from listening to the judge's voice or mm-hmm the victim's voice or the controller's voice or the hyper achiever's voice Mm -hmm. and then shifting into the present moment where the sage lives that's beautiful oh i love those so you're saying that the things we can do to do our pq reps are one focus on our breath just you talking about that i was breathing deeper Mm, right (laughs) two come into our senses like literally just go through our five senses um, three, or pick one at a time. I'm just going to add one. I know this may not be on your list, but you can breathe while tracing your fingers and then you're doing touch and breath breathing at the same time. And you just do five as slow as you can. So up your thumb, inhale, down your thumb, exhale. And so it's really great to bring in the present moment because you're feeling something and you're breathing really slowly. You're feeling something tactily. You're touching yeah. something tactily. You're listening and you're breathing. I love that yeah, little trick. That's a fun one. That is so beautiful. So, and I think it's super fun to find rituals, like yeah. remembering times to remember to do the PQ. So at stoplights, yeah. I always breathe. Um, you have routines and habits when you're showering, really feel the water on your skin, like really get into it when you're putting lotion on your body, yeah. really enjoy the, yeah. the sensation of touch. Washing your hands. Washing your hands. How many Everybody times a day wash, do you yeah. wash your hands? If you turn it into a sensory, bring you into the present moment, PQ rep, mm. it's incredible. And it's quite mm. pleasurable, actually, to enjoy washing your hands. The yeah, fun thing about is. every PQ rep is it does bring you deeper into pleasure. 
And you can be in it. I always say you can live in a meditative state Mm -hmm. because meditation isn't sitting still and saying, oh, meditation is being 100% aware. It is tuned in and turned on and juicing up what each moment has to offer you because there's never nothing going on. As the Peaceful Warrior book says, there is always something here for you. Mm -hmm. There is always something to learn. There is always something to experience. Hmm. Being bored doesn't make sense. Yeah. Do a PQ rep. (laughs) It's my restless. Always thinks I'm going to be bored. PQ Uh, rep. I love that. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I love it. Well, if you guys, so we always do, we often do, we call it a try this or not. This is a fabulous thing to try. If you guys try any of these PQ reps, let us know how it goes because I'm getting pumped. I love the, I do the stop sign thing already. I do the, for me, it's a bath and washing my hands. Those are already cues, but I love that. I mean, getting 100 a day of just, you're just coming back to the present moment. Yeah, we didn't mention that. If you can do 100 reps a day, which is 10 seconds, Mm -hmm. and you can do that for 21 days. I mean, just 10 seconds, 100 times a day throughout the day will always keep your battery charged in that sage positive perspective and really help you recognize those saboteurs and intercept them. So that's how you build your mental fitness is those reps. Mm -hmm. I love that. Find every excuse. What do I do all day? Brush my teeth, comb my hair, pick this person up. Go to the gym. Laying in bed at night. Laying in bed. If you try any of these while you're laying in bed, it also helps you fall asleep. Mm, so, <laughs> so perfect. Oh, beautiful. Okay, Robin, well, I am loving these. I am feeling empowered to tap into these sage powers, to practice the, the PQ reps and increase my positive intelligence. I am so grateful for your time and thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. <laughs> this has been such a pleasure. And I would love to coach anybody at any time. It's my passion, my favorite thing. So um, try these out. I'm always here to support you and help you. You can always text me. Um, my number is 801-529-5885. Your first coaching session is free. Why wouldn't you do it? Doesn't even make sense. Come join me. Yeah. <laughs> the more time you can hang out with Robin, the better. <laughs> and we'll also also put her phone number in the show notes as well. So, okay. Thank you, Robin. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. Let's find the magic, everybody. Brown cows. <laughs> <laughs>